0: Remember when you heard it first, this is the International Sunny G coming at you live on another episode of that Tran Talk. Today we have two returning guests. That's right. We have Brother Sheldon Goose and Queen Colleen Sanders. They're here to tell us a little bit about their organizations. Uh, We will do ladies first. So, Sister Colleen, can you please tell us about um, the Geneva Foundation, Inc.?
1: Yes, sir. Good afternoon. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you, Queen? I'm absolutely wonderful. Thank what did you, for you have for breakfast it? today? Oh, wow. Here we go. I had bacon and uh, what was I, had? I had grits. And that was it.
0: You know you had this meeting today. I know. I know. You should I have be eaten better. a food, like a, the continental breakfast. That I know. i you're here talking about bacon and grits.
1: I know. I'm working on me. At least
0: I'm, <laughs> at least it wasn't an Egg McMuffin, though. So.
1: No, it was not an Egg McMuffin this time.
0: Progress, sister, progress. <laughs> um, oh. now, OK, OK, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Geneva Foundation Inc. Tell me yes. all
1: about
0: it. Tell me all about it.
1: You know, the Geneva Foundation was uh, <clears throat> was founded back in 2016 by myself. Uh, it's a nonprofit organization, 501c3. Um, and what we do is we deal with women that have gone through nine forms of abuse, whether it's mentally, emotionally, sexually, uh, spiritually. We deal with all of those types of abuse. And one of the things that, that we know is, you know, my own personal experience dealing with sexual abuse, it is something that holds you back. For lifetime if you don't take an opportunity to take care of yourself and so one of the things that I wanted to do when I founded the organization is to give women what I didn't get and it was something very simple and it's called love and understanding you know and and a lot of times when you're going through abuse people don't realize we don't realize that other people are going through the same thing we just think it's us because we've had so many people that say what's, what happens in the house stays in the house. So it's always kept up under the rug until actually someone started to talk about it. And then when you realize that all the people are going through the same identical things that you've gone through, and, and you know and when you tell your story, that opens up the door for so many other people to tell theirs so that's what we do we have classes 12 week classes and after the classes we go to a full graduation with caps and gown because when you've gone through something it needs to be celebrated so what we do is we celebrate a new life a new beginning of your life you know the old things that used to be is no longer so what we do is we just celebrate that new life and not only do they get free they go and help other women to get free as well. So we're excited about the way that the foundation is going and the things that we're going to do. Uh, We just recently had a banquet, a fundraising banquet, and that banquet was um, to purchase 1,000 books to put in to um, be installed in the prison system. Because we know that over 79% of the women that are incarcerated, has been abused before they got there. And so the nuggets in the book that my mother has given me that actually saved my life, I am feeling very confident about some of those nuggets, some of the ladies in there can relate to, and if it doesn't do anything but, but change their thought process. Because when we go through things in our life and we've been beat down so bad, the only thing that we think is, I'm the only one that's going through it. I'm nothing, and I'm never going to be anything. So to be able to to read that and say, Wow, this lady's gone through all of this. Look at her now. And it's not about me being patted, you know, pat on a pat on the back for me. It is about me telling my story to help somebody else, so God can get the glory. So I am excited about the way that the foundation is going and the things that we're doing there.
0: Um, can you tell me about what the um, what is the curriculum or what is the training, the mindset training during the twelve weeks?
1: The mindset training during the twelve weeks. Uh, the first uh, two or three days uh, of training, we you know we sit down and we talk to individual people uh, that's in the meeting, that's in the training, and we give them the opportunity to talk about. The things that they have gone through because a lot you just don't want to go in and tell a story and say you need to do this 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 and this what you have to do is find out the need the need for each individual person and a lot of times after the first couple of uh, meetings or, or classes you you allowing them to tell you how they feel and the things that hurt them the most and most times then you go back and put a curriculum together based on the emotions, the feelings, and the and the hurt and pain of the other person. So you can help to get, you know, bring them through those those uh, critical times that they're going through. But for me to just go in and say, Hey, this happened to me and and um, I this is what I did, you know, each one is different. So That's you have a lecture, to find out right. what that each person each each one of those, you know, each one of those students need, and that's what you build your curriculum around.
0: And um, around what time? Because that that sounds a lot. I was I was in the Navy uh, many many moons ago, and you know, at first it, you would see uh, the recruits not not uh, being cohesive in in their um in their particular journeys or things that we had to do as a group um and then about halfway through the cohesion gets there and the camaraderie and the trust is built up
1: um is this the same thing that you see Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, because I have gone through things and you may have 10 women in a room, it's still a trust issue. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still that trust issue. You have to actually bond with that person because they have been told so many times in their life, you don't need to tell nobody. That needs to stay within the family. You don't need to go outside the family. So that person have to learn to trust you, you know, and understand what it is that you have gone through for them to understand the things that they have to come out of. And sometimes it takes a moment for individual person to, to trust you. But the thing is, and the good thing about it, when one person has been abused and talk to someone else that has been abused, it is easier to talk to that person, but yet, and still, they have to the feel that they can trust you and you don't betray that trust. So, one of the things I always do, I tell them who I am, I tell them the expectations, but I also tell them whatever is said in these four walls stays in the four walls. Your personal life would never be told by me unless you tell it yourself. So that's important to
0: build that relationship first. Outstanding. What, um, and what would be the criteria to, to enter this program for anybody that might be listening that is going through something or, or has a friend that they might want to refer? Uh, what, well, what's the criteria for a lady that might uh, be interested in, in getting some, some
1: assistance? You know, that's a great question. And uh, we have so many people to ask just that question. And the thing is, is for anyone that has been gone through any form of abuse, no matter what it is, and, and like some classes that I've had in the past, uh, one lady had, had gone through, well, hadn't even gone through the class. We were just having a conversation. And she didn't realize the way that her husband talked to her, he was abusing her by disrespecting her.
0: Mm. Psychological abuse. Yes. Yeah, Verbal abuse. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. And and she didn't realize that because she was so used to it. They've been married 35, 40 years and he's an old fat girl, go in and cook me some food. Mentally, what does that do for you? You know, a woman don't want to be called said that she's fat. Even, you know, we may we may be fine. We, 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 don't want, we don't want anyone to say that. So little things like that old nappy head, you know, that was back in the sixties and seventies, but yet it still, someone still says that, oh, you old black girl, go get me this or go get me that. Uh, why? Because I'm your husband. You know, and, and people don't realize what comes out of their mouth, how it affects another human being, not just for the day, but for the rest of their lives. A lot of time we don't understand that. Well, I'm just joking. I'm just playing. But you know, how does it affect that person that you say you love? Right, right.
0: Um, over the course of um, over the course of, of being such an inspiration t- to to people, um, what do you think? What is your favorite part of helping people? Like because you you've really dedicated yourself to 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 helping people, but what is your favorite part of helping
1: people? Um, you know, for me, helping someone is a win, and it's a win for two for for two reasons for me. First win is that they get an opportunity to change their life for the rest of their life and for me to know that my suffering that i've gone through in my lifetime was not in vain whatever i can do to help someone else that's just what we're supposed to do anyway i just take mine very seriously because you know the biggest thing is i don't want someone's life to be on hold. And that's what it is. It's on hold because you don't have any happiness. You don't have any peace. But to see the, the light go off in a person's face when they say, oh, I got that. Well, I don't have to do that anymore. I, I just need to change this. And sometimes it's baby steps. I mean, you climb one step, one foot at a time in order to get to the top. And so we have people that are doing that. And I'm excited about that because it's so important that that you just make a difference in somebody else's life. And whether we believe it or not, we all have a purpose. <laughs> Sometimes we don't know what that purpose is, but it's always about what you do for somebody else because your life is not about you. It is for someone else to, to you know, you to be a, someone that, that cares, someone that is loving, someone that shows that other person, when I can't walk, let me help you walk until you can, you're can. able to walk for yourself. So that's so important that we do, because it's not about us. You know, it's truly not about us. At the end of the day, God gets the glory for all things that I do.
0: Amen to that. Um. So what, because over... Over some time, you've been quite successful um, in, 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 in different facets. I would say you've been successful. Um, as far as um, the Geneva Foundation, and just as a person, um, what's next? What's the, what's the next level? What's the next um, the next challenge you've set for yourself or the next goal? At this point in time, for yourself and your foundation.
1: Well, for the foundation, uh, one of the goals is uh, short term is to because I was talking about the prison system. Uh, one thing that I learned a few months ago when we first <clears throat> start raising money to purchase books, there was only one thousand female inmates. A couple months later, later I found out there's an additional 500 more. So not only are we providing the 1,000 books, but we're going one step further and purchasing another 500 books to be installed in the prison system. And, of course, we're always looking for donations, and we're always looking for grant money to help and assist with doing that. That's, you know, one of the short terms, one of the long-term goals is to be able to is to implement this program throughout the state of Mississippi, you know, and not just in Hines County, but in other uh, counties as well. And I think that that would be a huge, um, I think that would be a huge step to be able to, to get that done because like I said, we're planting seeds today for a better tomorrow, you know, uh, the first of the year. The foundation is going to come out with its own uh, magazine. It's going to be called Geneva.
0: Uh, Really? Yes.
1: We're looking forward. We're looking forward to that.
0: That's awesome, Queen. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: And and what we're doing right now, we're working on. um, I have eleven ladies so far that is eager to tell their stories in the magazine. So in October, we will be looking at not only having them on our radio talk show, but also uh, doing a documentary on them as well. So we're looking at that, we're looking at completing up Legacy 1000, that is the books being uh, implemented into the prison system, and ongoing classes that we're going to uh, have We'll put it in place the first part of the year, and hopefully every month uh, next year, we have at least two or three classes going, going on in and, and two or three different locations. And from that, I've been approached about uh, completing a, a book, another book. This is the whole entire story of Colleen Sanders. Uh, we're going to finish that hopefully by the end of the year. That will be completed, and I've been approached for a month i guess Hollywood to write my uh to do a movie. I have some people now that I've been talking with, so that's some of the things that you know that we're doing and and actually uh, uh have looking for funding for the movie. I don't know if you ever heard of the lady named Shirley Murdoch uh I don't know if you ever. You're so young. You probably never heard of her, but she's not. Uh, she-
0: I have not heard of her, but I'm not that young either. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> oh,
1: oh. oh, I can't sing the song. As we lay, there was a song back in the early. Oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a very good friend of mine, and she will be playing my mother in the movie. Oh, so, so we have a lot of things on the table that we're that we're doing and it's just bringing all those things together. Um, so we're just very excited about the foundation and just launched the New Beginning radio station. So we're excited about that every Monday at 7 o'clock a.m. Um, yeah, 7 to 8, 8 o'clock a.m. every Monday. So we're excited about that. There's a lot of great things that you know that's going on under the, you know, under the foundation. So we're just continuing to plant seeds today for a better tomorrow. Not only for my life, but for the lives of people that we come in contact with. It is so important that we change people' thought process and change their life. You know, the cemetery has; uh, <laughs> they have the most wealthy people in the world is in mm. the cemetery.
0: With the because greatest ideas
1: so many, and the most potential. Yep, because so many never got a chance to tell their story. Mm-hmm. So many died before they was edified for things that they was you know that they was doing, or to be able to come out of the crisis that they was in. Because the only thing that they thought, this is the way it's gonna be. This is gonna be my life. And so for the Geneva Foundation. The goal is to show you that there is a purpose for your life and that it is important that you understand what that purpose is so you can go help somebody else so God can get all his glory.
0: Queen Sanders, um, I definitely asked you last time you were on my platform to never make me cry again, (laughs) and it seems like you're cooking on that. Oh. Or someone's cutting onions. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, so very. I don't know if I'm allowed to say like I'm proud of you, but it's just I'm so proud of you. It's so so important what you're doing, and um, such a beautiful thing. Such a good look. It's it's positive. It's progressive. Um, every day another exciting story is being added to the journey. <laughs> like it's. Yeah. It's, you're cooking, mama. I'm so happy for you.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you so very much. We're just, we're just, I'm just happy. (laughs) I am just happy that we're at this place because, you know, many years I, I, some people would say that I was overachiever because some of the things that I did, and I did that because I was running away and I didn't want to deal with the things that was hurting me. You know, and a lot of times you can be happy, happy, happy making all the money in the world. But when you get to that point where someone does something or someone says something brings up all of that frustration and anger and it sets you back two or three days when you could have had two or three days doing something positive so i just got sick and tired of being sick and tired and sometimes they always tell you got to hit rock bottom and i hit rock bottom and when i say rock bottom i said (laughs) you know my life has got to be better than this i know that you want something you have something better for me my life cannot always be this way how can i walk around two or three days uh happy and months and months miserable so what is my problem? So you have to start to, to look at yourself and say, you know, enough is enough, you know, and you just not so much let go of the past, but you deal with it head on. And the moment I started to deal with it head on, I found out things about me that I actually loved, <laughs> that I actually loved about me. You know, there was times I would look in the mirror and I couldn't even stand to look in my own eyes. But I love looking in my eyes now. Me too. (laughs) I am excited (laughs) about life. I'm excited about uh, the good, the bad, the indifference. I'm just so excited about life. And helping somebody else along the way. Because that's the goal anyway.
0: Amazing. You're great. You're great. I wish I had like a an applause button that I could hit right now because you made it. You deserve it. I'm going to look for sound effects so that I'm not feeling like this next time. Because I'm ready. I want to thank you so much for bracing my platform once again. It's oh hard my. enough for anybody to get one interview or two. I'm double dipping like the media guys are going to be mad at me. You know? They're gonna be—they're gonna be mad. Jimmy Fallon is
1: mad at me already. I know he is.
0: I feel it. I feel it. <laughs>
1: wow, you, know? you do a great job. You really do.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much, um, brother Goose. I'm here. All right. All right. Now we have brother Sheldon Goose in the building as well. Thank you so much, brother, for being here today. Um, tell me about I'm Free Incorporated.
2: I'm Free Inc. Um, well, the name came from the just the mere fact that when I was doing time in prison, uh, Life Plus 60, um, I underwent a transformation as I gave my life to Christ. And for the first time in my life, I felt free. And even though I I still had a lot of time out in front of me to do, um, for the first time in my life, I felt free. And two days after I um, made that decision, I was singing in the shower and um, I just started singing a melody that I had never sung before. And the words, was, uh, the words were, I was so weary, sick and tired of sin, and I knew my life was about to end. I had run from God for so long, just a fugitive, but I knew there must be a better way to live. And Well, while I was there in prison, uh, that song became the title cut of an album that I recorded. Which was a miracle, um, but I did it while I was in prison. And the title cut, or well, that song, is called "I Am Free." And oh, so, you
0: did do that in prison.
2: Yes, yes. I
0: didn't know. I didn't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that 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 I didn't know because I saw the art and I, you know, I heard the song. And I just didn't know for sure, but
2: right. That's
0: very interesting. Very. Can you tell me about that process?
2: Well, the, the, I um was working in a gymnasium, and there was a chaplain's office directly over the gym. And until I made the decision to to, to take a different path, that was a very inconvenient. Uh, arrangement for me because the chaplain was a lady named Wendy Hatcher, five feet tall, reminded me of my mother, with, but she was from England and she had a British accent, and that just really kind of made it worse. And so she would tell me things about me that you know that I would dispute, and I would just say, "No, you don't. You you really don't know me. You know, you're telling me I, you know, I'm a winner and I'm a champion and I'm an inspiration. You just don't know." Me. Um, but her son-in-law was a guy named Roby Duke and Roby Duke was an international recording artist in, in the Christian contemporary world. Um, he, she got him there to do a concert and, you know, because it was held in the gymnasium where my work assignment was, I was there to help him set up. Well, I told him that I sang, and he said, sure, yeah, everybody sings, you know, <laughs> and he just, you know, i continue to help him set his speakers up and all that. He said, who's your favorite artist? Well, at that per- particular time, I was loving Al Jarreau and Luther Vandross. Yeah. And so he just started playing, we're in this love together, and he said, can you sing that? So I sang it and I did all the scat and everything, he said, oh man, you can blow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can blow. You can blow. Yeah. So. About a year later, he came to his mother-in-law, the chaplain, and said, I want to produce him on an album. And she said, there's no way. I mean, he's locked up. You can't do that. And, um, but she was able to find favor with the authorities. And under an armed escort, they took me to a recording studio and, um, she somehow convinced them that it would be great publicity for the prison. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, but, uh, and it turned out that it did, and it got national distribution. In fact, it went all over the world. There were soldiers in the military in, in Europe and, and various other places that were hearing it. And uh, there I was locked up in a Mississippi prison, um, you know, locked down tight as a drum, but my music was very, hot. Hot music heating up across the globe.
0: <laughs> it's good music. I come from a music world. I'm like, and I didn't cause I, I told you I'm doing research. I'm finding all type of stuff. Finding all types of stuff. And I <laughs> I found the 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 I'm free record. Okay. Sound a little bit like Luther on there. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, this brother is getting it on here. <laughs> and I didn't know. So it was, um, right. that's, that's so dope. That's so dope. So walk me through it. Walk me through it. Um, uh, you're, so you in the pen, mm-hmm. uh, record heating up and it's that, you know, I'd rather nobody hears it at all or it doesn't do very well. You know what I mean? As opposed to like it being hot when I'm, when I'm in here. So how did that feel? What was that like?
2: be locked up while it was going on? Yeah. Well, what, what actually happened was, there's a guy named Casey Kasem or something like that. I forget. His name, is, are we talking about the Countdown guy? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh,
0: yeah. yeah. You know, he did the original voice of uh, Shaggy on, uh, on Scooby-Doo.
2: Okay, well, no, I didn't know that. Mm-mm. Yeah,
0: Casey Kasem, I'm okay. totally
2: familiar. Well, he had a program called Christian Countdown America and, um, and so he interviewed me on the, live on the radio and played the music what and yeah, yeah, yeah and and so, I look, I didn't know the gravity of it because I didn't know who he was, you know, I, <laughs> I, I mean, it was just like, okay, just just yeah, I still don't feel like you feel it. I feel like I feel it more than you right now.
1: <laughs> that's a big
0: <laughs> deal, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's the countdown I mean, king. Are you kidding me?
2: Well, well uh, Miss Sanders is the one who really made me realize the value because I mean I got <laughs> all my She said, yeah, no, you, don't, my you don't know. You just don't you yeah, don't understand. You know, I don't understand. <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah that happened and then a guy named Ken Anderson did a um, an interview and it went over the airways as to usher in the the music itself, so there was a story or an editorial that went with the album, and um, before I knew it, people were asking, "Can he come here and do a concert? Can he come here and do a concert?" So Miss Sanders, with her influence and her charm and her favor, um, they were they uh, made arrangements for me to go and speak and sing at churches all over the state of Mississippi, other prisons and jails and schools and universities. Um, She she created a dual purpose out of it where we could raise money to build a chapel because we were having services in a dining hall. And so we built two spiritual life centers with the money that um, we were traveling around the state doing concerts. so they would they they wouldn't let me keep that money, um, you know. But but it's okay because it became a tool for me to not only get out intermittently, you know, in and out, but also for them to go to the governor in my behalf and say this man needs to be free.
0: Right, it's something else to put on the on the on the
2: uh, reasons why. Right, that's, so, right.
0: So.
2: that's right. That's right.
0: We are, with an armed security, we're traveling, we're raising funds for um, what eventually becomes a house of worship, Mm. and it's also, pardon me, it's also um, looking good on the resume as far as reasons why he needs to be out of there right absolutely go and take us into it brother
2: so what they began to do is well the first thing um, happened was a lot of the pastors of the churches would come to me and say you know what can we do to get you out of there I mean what what will it take to get you out and I said well you know, if I knew that, I would bottle it and sell <laughs> it because there's a demand for it in in my community. <laughs> right, right. But um, but I said, you know, just pray is all I can tell you. Um, and just you know, because the Bible says that if any two any two on earth agree that they could ask anything and our Father in heaven would do it. And I said, that's He says, if any two. So if, if I can get 20 of y'all to pray.
0: <laughs> right. I'm, yeah. I'm 10 times the love.
2: Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but what happened was um, while they were praying and so was I, somebody came to me and said um, that God spoke to them and said, you're going to praise your way out of this situation. Because sometimes we have to move out of the realm of prayer and move into the realm of praise. Prayer means you want it and you're asking for it. Praise means you believe you receive. And so I just began to praise God for my freedom and to state and declare and decree that I was free. And, of course, you know, uh, my 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 brothers that were locked up with me said, Brother, you're going to leave here, but you're going you gonna to be in a straitjacket because you have lost your man. You're crazy. You got life plus 60, man. You know, your life is laid out for you. You're not going anywhere. Right. And, uh, but for 371 solid days, I praised God for my physical freedom. Even though I was free from the slavery and bondage of my lifestyle, um, I began to praise God for my my physical freedom. And if it had taken a thousand days, I would have done it. It's kind of like the, the Indians, you know, the cowboys, you go to them when they had a drought and said, we need y'all to do a rain dance. And every time the Indians did the rain dance, it rained. Somebody finally said, well, what, why is it that it happens for you like that? And the Indians said, it's simple. We just don't stop dancing until it rains. Well, I was gonna be praising until he released me. Mm. And, um, And so, but for 371 days, I praise God for my freedom. Three weeks before they let me go, um, they basically told me because of the nature of my crime and because of the amount of time I had left and that there was no case that set a precedent, you know, no, there's nothing they, they could base it on an early release on. In my case, they said, you know, just cancel it. Don't even worry about it. Well, when they told me that, you know, uh, my my, there's there was a voice on the inside that said, "Well, it's over with." But then there was another voice on the inside that said, "No, you got to get gung ho now." And I, the table, uh, and said, "God is about to do something big," you know. And I mean, I got really loud with it and declared it. And I believe God honored my faith. And um, three weeks later, I was walking out. Uh, hitting the front page of the of the local newspaper wow. so um, it's that's that's what happened so he did it in a way that only he could get the glory and I will say this and this is important when I stood before the decision makers they asked me what you know they said we're, we're thinking about letting you go what would you possibly do after all this time um, when, when you get out and I said well I'm glad you asked Well, for the past six years, I had been writing down my long-term and short-term goals, refining them, writing the objectives and strategies, and it became a crystal clear picture. Um, If I never got out, it was going to happen because it became a living organism. When I gave it to them, they looked at it and they said, um, step out for a minute. And I stepped out. It was about forty minutes when they called me back in. I was going. I went back in. Like, is it a boy? or Is it a girl? You know, I didn't know what they had decided on. <laughs> and they said, um, "You wrote this," and I said, "I did." And they said, uh, "You've uh, you've really thought about this." I said, "Well, pardon the expression, I've had nothing but time." Yeah, and they yeah. said, well, "But you didn't waste it." And I said, "No, I uh, know." And they said, uh, "So you're going to do this?" I said, uh, "Again, with all due respect." It's already done. done. Your paperwork, catch up, and they let me go. And um, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was amazing. It it was, it was, you know, a lot of people don't live to see a miracle, but I actually saw a miracle, and um, I just don't think, you know, a lot of the people still don't even understand it. But it's just the God I serve.
0: It's um. It's a challenge for me to even wrap my mind around it. Um, and we talk almost every day, and mm-hmm. um, it's still. Oh no, it's still so amazing. And i be, and I died
2: last year around this time, so you know, right. what I mean, like,
0: yeah, yeah. So, but um,
2: well, you know what I'm talking about,
0: y'all. Yeah. I, but not, not yet though. Like I'm. I'm a. I feel like I'm a toddler of a similar cloth of you guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, um, not that you guys are. Whoa, let me let me backpedal on that. Not like that, but um, in God's time. <laughs>
2: I understand what you mean. Uh, you
0: feel me? Um, I understand. Yeah, I, and, and um, the most the I just I get. So much out of it, and I, things are just revealed. That oh man, I, how do I like things are revealed that are already there,
2: mm. hidden in plain sight.
0: Oh my, you know what I'm talking about, and it's just amazing when when I when I talk to you guys, and and you guys are are, are dropping jewels, and it's like they really know they've really been there. It's um you know inspiration starts becoming it, it, well I don't want to say inspiration becomes an understatement I want to say I have the lack of vocabulary to uh articulately express what it what it would be because right. it's um it's amazing so so um you witness a miracle you you're um you're you're physically free
2: that's right
0: Talk to me about it. Where, 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 um, what's the move like?
2: Okay. Well, the transition was was pretty smooth for me, be, and because I had I had it all laid out. Um, you know, there's a lot of anxiety when a person leaves prison. Um, really, you know, people don't people don't understand. A person goes from living one culture. One day and the very next day, they're thrust out there all of a sudden free and um, and if they have not if they have not made plans and they have not um, you know laid out their destiny or they don't have a a picture of where they're going, then they end up being frustrated basically right right so um, and so, I just followed the plan and, you know, you, you know, you, they say, uh, if you, fa- you fail to plan, you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And so, um, I just followed the plan. I ended up going to, um, a, a private college, um, and, uh, ended up graduating from there with honors? Then I went on to, um, uh, another university and continued and just kept pursuing education because that was what was on the top of my list. Education, and I got recruited uh, to corporate America. I became a, the first African American executive at a, um, at a utility company doing community and economic development. And um, you know, um, they had never had a, a black person on the top floor. Um, when they gave me the job, uh, they didn't really have a title for me. But and they knew my background and history, but they just they said I was so positive that uh, they didn't want me to leave. And so uh, there they were on, on the top floor of the company with uh, I asked them, you know, what about my furnishings? They said, you know, we got to go and buy those pictures and desks and chairs. I had a high back chair, uh, Jason, that if I turned around and it, when you came into my office, you didn't know even know I was there. Wow, um, I I was excited. I said, "Man, if the guys could only see me now, you know." But um, I left there, went to United Way, became the vice president there for resource development. I had to raise four and a half million dollars out of the the small community of Jackson, and uh, so that that was a weird thing because here here is a guy who committed armed robberies every day, and turn around, I'm I'm overseeing and taking care and protecting the money. The irony, um, the irony of it—the millions of dollars, you know—and right. um, and so, you know, I went on from there. Um, but w- my point is, is I've had nothing but favor and nothing but really good, good jobs. Ran a couple companies, um, and um, you know, did did fairly well. And um, but I've been mentoring men and guys who have been in prison for the past three decades. And um, right now, I've had 100% success ratio with it. Um, uh, but just about a year or so ago, I created a system from the curriculum that I had. I mean, I just, I had um, created the canI C-A-N-E-I curriculum, uh, which if you say that backwards, is I CAN, but the acronym stands for Continuous and Never-Ending Improvement. And I made a commitment that from, from the day that I decided to make a change to the day I die, I wanted to learn something new, gain something new, um, and certainly, like Miss Sanders, be able to help somebody. Mm. And so that's what we've been doing. But but as of last year, uh, I created a, a structured curriculum. And uh, it's a 12-week course. As a matter of fact, I'll be teaching – some of um i'll be teaching the department of corrections in november actually Mm -hmm. on how to deal with uh someone who's an ex-offender coming out what they call a returning citizen and um so i'm excited about that
0: i'm very excited about that as well um because that adjustment is very important and you know, we've spoke about it off the air on just how you can't expect somebody, someone, to come from uh, a third world country and just blend in to, you know, dip them in the middle of a major American city and say, you know, to go survive. You know, That's it's true. just not, it's just not realistic. So, it's so important um, for the ex offender to be groomed as well as the community around him needs to, needs to, um, understand that, you know, he's not coming from, he's coming from a different place, a whole different culture, a whole different uh, environment. And, And it's such a, such a beautiful contribution, um, because, I've been I've been uh blessed enough, fortunate enough to, to have stayed out of uh the the penal system, but so many of my brothers have been in that situation. And um mm-hmm. it's just it's important. There's no guidance, there's no understanding. The community's very unforgiving, um it's and true. un unapologetic about it. So for you to to take your experience um, and use it in such a powerful way uh, I have to tip my hat and uh and and thank you for that uh, because it helps it mm-hmm. it, it does help um, so so what's the what's what's the next level to on free ink where do we go after we um after we get that curriculum in the building um, where where do we go after that?
2: Well, um, like miss Sanders who who is uh, she serves on my board, I serve on hers um, I want to expand geographically and want to use technology the uh, uh, you know the platform of being able to deliver a curriculum is one of the things that just like in in Mississippi for example as long as you're in Hines County you can come to my place um, and you would not be in violation but if you came from Lee County which is around Tupelo Mississippi then you would be violating and it would be really not it wouldn't be feasible for you to travel back and forth for a 12-week class but if it was accessible online then you could, you know, you could um, actually take the classes and interact either through Zoom or even some recorded classes that uh, that you can take, and they're highly interactive. Like for example, you know, most people have no idea what they want to do when they get out of prison. Uh, they're just glad to all of a sudden be free. Right. But you know, most have not prepared, and when you are doing time you're like an arrow in a bow being pulled back and time is moving forward and you're still knocked in the string. And then at some point you're going to be released. And most guys, you know, when they get released, they were not aiming at anything. And so anywhere or anything would do. Mm. Um, And so, and the further you get pulled back or the longer you're there, um, the faster your trajectory, you need to be aiming high. And I always say it's not that we aim high and we miss and Sometimes we aim low and we hit. But most ex-offenders were aiming at nothing and they hit nothing dead on the head. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to, to establish the goals, the long range, short range goals. This is not just for people who are incarcerated. This is for anybody. But it's hard to set up a goal if you don't know where you're going. And so um, we spend time... Working with an individual helping them do what I call introspection and look inside and I asked three questions One is if I had 90 days to live. I've been given a three-month um, <laughs> Tenure on earth. I'm gonna be checking out of here in 90 days What three to five things? Do you feel like you must accomplish? Okay and then the second question is, if you had all the money in the world, all your needs are met, and all your wants are met, what would be the, the three to five things that you feel compelled to get done, OK? And and when they answer those two questions, there's going to be some overlap. And anything that overlaps is important. So what we need to do is find out what, what your why is in that overlapping. Um, those things that overlap so you know you got to know what your why is why do i exist why am i here what is my purpose and so um and so then the last question is um i would be happy in in three to five years or i would consider myself successful in three to five years if and i get them to list two or three things and so what happens is their why emerges out of this process. There's some other things, too. We talk about a lot of different things, attitude and, and getting your butts in the right place, and that's another whole, another whole deal there. But um, once they understand what their why is, they can get passionate about that. I always say if your if why don't make you cry, then it's not strong enough to keep you long enough for whatever it takes for you to get to to, to what it is you, you feel like you, your purpose is. Mm. You know, and that's the reason why people, you know, they change horses in the middle of the street or they climb a ladder and find out it's leaning against the wrong building. And mm. so, you know, we have to go to the inside and, and like Ms. Sanders always says, follow your spirit because your spirit knows why you're here. Your your spirit fully understands your purpose. When you were breathed into the breath of life and you became a living soul, God also blew purpose into you. And your purpose is maybe different from from everybody else's. Um, But we've all been endowed with something for mankind. And how dare we ever go to a grave without delivering it? So we cheat mankind and God too. So, so that's what we focus on um and then you know there's a there's a lot of subject matter that I deal with uh workplace ethics and integrity male responsibility and importance of uh owning um uh, you know taking taking the blame and 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 owning the situation uh,
0: accountability right
2: accountability and not only saying is my you know like we played sports and we we step on the line, or we turn the ball over, or we take a shot that shouldn't have been taken, and we say, my bad. But we hurt the whole team when we say, my bad. It's not about that. You're going to get benched in a minute, and that's prison. Uh-huh. You know What you need to do is find out to, how to correct that so that you don't do it again. Or how can you make it right? You know, If you have harmed somebody, this reason why it was so important for me to reconcile with my crime victims because, you know, you gotta, you gotta make it right. And, and, the, and the chapter can't conclude unless there's some sort of resolution, um, you know, and, and with Miss Sanders and they're talking about abuse. Okay. So she heals the lady. Then what about the knucklehead that's doing it? So, you know, he needs to be held accountable. He needs right. to, and what I'm finding out is when you start, when you start confronting the guy, he'll tell you, I really don't like being this way. I mean, I got a message, a long text yesterday um, from from a brother who said, I hate myself. I've done the, the worst thing I could do. My kids are hating me at this point. And, you know, uh, the, the, the person that, that was the best thing that ever, you know, for me, I've talked down to I've criticized her, I've abused her, and now she's leaving. Mm. And so you know you can say you're sorry but what are you going to do about it and then you got to also realize that well you might be sorry and you might be trying to correct the behavior but it may be too late and so so some some of those things we have to deal with you know especially when a person is is an ex offender but even if they're not an ex offender you know what does it mean to be free to have a meaningful horizontal relationship as a part of that component, you know. And I believe that there's, and I, and I feel like I'm running on here, but you've you got me you got me going now.
0: Yeah, no, we're in it. I've, I'm not going to stop you. Either.
2: <laughs> but to me, there's five components to success. Five components, and if you know, but if you ask a person what. What does it mean to be successful? They'll say, oh, I got a new car, new clothes, you know, um, my own business, you know, a new new wife, 2.4 kids, a dog, you know, whatever. But, you know, I, I like what Jim Rohn says. He said the first component of success, the first of the five, is to have a good, solid relationship with your creator. Have a good vertical relation. Be in good standing with God. And then number two is to have a good horizontal relationship. Be in good standing with people. And then the third thing is to be reasonably healthy. So we have a responsibility there. We, we need to set our goals around being healthy as well. And then the fourth thing is having a measure of financial security. Um, you know, you don't have to be rich, but you need to be wealthy. And so. Um, you know having a measure of financial and notice that the, the finances were not the first one they're actually in the order that I'm giving them. and then the last thing is the perpetual pursuit of a worthy ideal in other words always going after something good and you know a lot of people they, they stop going after something when they're 20 you know 25 30 you know my friend Les Brown said you know many people die when they're 20 and we don't get around to burying them until they're 65 Mm. and so yeah end up dying a life they never lived but we you know we should always be going after something so you know if you fail you fail forward at least you would be five foot ten inches closer to something Mm -hmm. right and so that's what we try to convey to a person that's an ex-offender but you know Not just ex-offenders, but anyone. You know, this is food for thought for anyone.
0: It's definitely food for thought for me. Um, And I would think my audience as well. Um, Well, we've done it again. You guys come to my platform and make me cry. (laughs) And then go on about y'all's business. But it's okay. It's love.
2: L- Listen, I'm not. This is new to me. Now, now Miss Sanders makes him cry all the time. She's sitting over here laughing, but she she makes him cry all the time. She uh, makes me cry, you know. Yeah, yeah you mean. make
0: me cry. You make me cry, bro. You make me cry a, a lot. And now it's not okay. It's not okay on my platform, especially. If we talk off the air. Maybe. Really? No. <laughs> But maybe, but on the platform, definitely not.
2: Well, it just it just shows you're a real man. That's all. Thank you. You can be thank transparent. Yes, yeah, I'm striving. Different. I'm striving every day
0: um, to, to to be a real man, brother. I cannot thank you guys enough for joining me a second time um, to get to, to 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 come and talk to me. This is always a big deal for me. You guys are definitely like family to the show, definitely like family to me. Um, I'd love to gratefully and graciously thank you guys for um, for being in the house of the tramp. Uh, <laughs> you broke it, man. You broke my concentration. I was trying to get that off without laughing. Um, I want to thank y'all for, uh, for joining me, man. It's, it's, it's been a blast. Thank you guys for sharing your stories, um, sharing your, your trials and tribulations, sharing your goals, um, motivating and inspiring us, um, showing us that no one's perfect but how you can still be okay. You can still be good. You're not gonna be perfect, hmm. but you could be all right. You can be good. Um, I can't get it. I, I don't know. I don't know it's so much. There's so much that y'all bring to the table. Um, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful.
2: Um, you know, I wanna say this um, and, and, and Miss Sanders and I have uh, had conversations about you um, you know, off the air and just between us. And you're a very impressive young man, and you're going places. And and I see it. she now she has better intuition than I than I have. But if I can see it, I know she sees it. And um, you know, just kudos to you. Um, you know, you said you you were proud of of her. We are proud of you, wow. and um, we just think uh, you're you're a very adm- admirable young man, and just Godspeed to you. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh,
0: <laughs> and you know we got to go on that, because you just, we just spoke about this, brother. I want to thank well, you for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't spoke yet. Well. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let let, let let's get the queen to, to talk on it. Because y'all trying to make me cry. And I feel y'all trying to like cook it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I just really want to say that, you know, uh, after meeting and talking with you the very first time and. <clears throat> and how you made me feel so um not calm but secure because a lot of times when people tell them the story you don't know what to say or what to ask because you don't want to hurt that person's feelings. But I just want you want to say thank you so very much because you went outside of the box. Most people would have said I'm just going to get this story, whatever. But you called and you wanted to make sure. That I was okay with whatever question that you was gonna ask me. So that means so much to me. And and like Mr. Good say, like Mr. Good said, you are you are going somewhere. You know, you get the call from me, and I I have an opportunity to tell you. And it's just around the corner. I promise you, it is. You know, whatever it is that you've been looking for, it is also looking for you. And you, the both of you are going to walk through the door at the same time, I promise you. So thank you so very much. We do appreciate everything that you do. You're a great young man. Just keep up the good work.
0: Again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Queen Colleen Sanders and Brother Sheldon Goose making me cry on my own show. (laughs) Though I've asked them numerous times, to keep it off the air, um, man, guys, thank you so much. So much love. Y'all have busy schedules. You keep coming back to my show. Keep inspiring. You keep motivating. So much love. Thank you guys so much. Have a great evening.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Blessings.
0: Peace, y'all.